congratulations on another podcast! Keep them coming, keep them coming, keep them coming! The exuberant happy whisk there with a wonderful message of encouragement. And I'll be addressing your call for top five movies. But before that, now I'm just going to uh, pop a message up here relating to my Black Hack unboxing. Um, What's very strange to me is that uh, I really didn't think anybody would be interested in listening. But it's turned out to be um, my most listened to episode, which is a real surprise. But I'm wondering if that's to do with the title of the podcast rather than anything else. I may think up a new podcast titling scheme so as to reflect the content a little bit more. Anyway, another reason I'm putting this here is because I received a message from uh, Dave Aldridge of Deeper Centile, and um, I recorded a return message on Anchor, uh, which didn't send. And Anchor has this annoying feature where it taunts you with the possibility of resending the message, but never allows you to actually do so. But it does save the message on the phone. So I'm just going to pop it up here. I did try to get back to you, Dave, and I thought that I'd got through to you, but apparently not. Oh, cheers, Spencer. Yeah, there's something about an unboxing as a podcast that uh, I really enjoy. All of the, look at this, look at that. <laughs> You're right about the random tables. A wet dream indeed. Uh, a wet sword dream, maybe. <laughs> yeah, hi Dave. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I was really in two minds as whether to put it out or not. I mean, I really enjoyed actually doing it. But um, yeah, I really wasn't sure whether anyone would be interested. And I guess it helps that... You actually own it, so you kind of knew what I was I was going, ooh, ah, at, without actually really explaining anything whatsoever. But, um, yeah, I felt like maybe I should have done kind of some sort of commentary, uh, or add some other level of interest to the proceedings. But, um, no, it was good fun anyway. And, uh, yes, yeah, getting some uh, applause. So uh, that's a surprise. Anyway, take care, Dave. Look forward to your next episode. Hello. My name's Spencer, a.k.a. Free For All, and welcome to Keep Off The Borderlands, a podcast about not playing RPGs. Episode 4 Movies, movies, movies So I thought I'd start with a couple of messages One from uh, Arlen Walker Coming live from Pelham's Wasteland And one from Che Webster Of Roleplay Rescue fame Hey man, Arlen Walker Live from Pelham's Wasteland You've left a couple of call-ins on my episode So I thought I'd leave one for yours Yeah, um I really, I really empathize with you talking about um, 
missing this sort of support structure with college, I definitely, that's um, of the things that I miss about being in college. One of the things is just having a lot of other kind of, you know, intellectually interested people to to talk with stuff about and luckily i'm finding that the the anchorites are pretty good for that that you know as i've gotten more and more into rpgs there's people who want to talk about rpgs and stuff so that's been really cool that's been a, a neat community building thing so yeah thanks for for calling in on mine and i'll have to keep listening to yours Hi, Arlen. Um, I really appreciate your message, but you're under no obligation whatsoever to listen to my stuff, uh, just because I enjoy your earnest intellectual discourse doesn't mean you have to subject yourself to a bunch of dad jokes and sound effects. Uh, your podcast is extremely welcome relief from the challenging but rewarding day that I spend looking after a two and a half year old um, whose favourite thing to do is scream and test me for stress factors. But if you do need a break from rigorous critique, I'm here to help. You never know, you may even occasionally find some nuggets of wisdom in the rough. Hey Spencer, it's Jay from Roleplay Rescue. Welcome to the Anchorite community, man. And I'm really glad I finally got your name. And uh, yeah, just thank you for shouting out Roleplay Rescue and thank you for supporting Roleplay Rescue. And thank you for your podcast because I really enjoyed listening to it. And uh, it doesn't matter that you're not gaming right now, man. I think that it's great that you're, you kind of are gaming, aren't you? Because you're reading and you're running up characters and you're doing your thing and that's cool. So I just wanted to say welcome. Thank you for um, for doing it. Please keep recording, man. Um, I'll listen. It's cool. Game on. Hey, Chay. Welcome to the party, pal. I hadn't realised I'd been quite so cryptic in uh, identifying myself. Yes, Spencer is free throw. Apologies for any confusion there. <laughs> It's great to hear from you, man. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about what to do with the call-ins. My initial impulse was to kick off proceedings with them, but I soon realised I'm like five-plus minutes in and I haven't even explained what the episode's about, assuming that it is about anything in particular. But I'm also wondering how... I feel about including messages from folks telling me how much they're enjoying the show. Uh, not that I don't appreciate those messages. Am I just stroking my ego? But I figured it's also promoting your podcast, so it's all cool. It's just a great big loving. Hello, Free Thrall. Just listening to your episode. <laughs> Are you the Judean People's Front? No, we're the Judean, the People's Front of Judea. <laughs> Oh, that is one of my favourite films. I absolutely, absolutely love it. I actually got to see it for the first time uh, with my dad and um, John Cleese was touring America and um, 
it was the anniversary of the film and he was doing a question and answer afterwards and that was just oh, that's some great memories people are always asking me how can you like that film if you're a Christian <laughs> it's one of my favourites it's more about how ridiculous people are when they get you know, when they get together than more of a comment on Christianity <laughs> or at least no more of that than a comment on Jesus but thank you man that made me smile I like what you're saying about community. I've always found that a bit... Uh, oh, I'll be stretching on to a second uh, reply now. I found what you were saying about community very interesting because I've always found that when I, uh, when I try and get to know people or get involved in a community, unless there's some kind of deep-seated interest that we all share, then uh, it doesn't last. And even in some cases, with that interest, it may not last, but... Uh, it is better it is better to start out with some kind of connection and move on from there i've been finding that as i've been trying to connect with people in this area where i live i've not been uh, not been too successful but i have found some fellow gamers and gamers they seem to um, want to connect to each other possibly it has something to do with the fact that you need friends to play these games <laughs> maybe that's it but uh, yeah enjoy and very much enjoying your podcast Hey James, thank you for getting in touch. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's a classic, isn't it? Although I must say I lean towards uh, the Holy Grail if I had to pick my favourite. And yes, uh, communities come and go. And I guess I was thinking again about what I was saying. It wasn't necessarily... I mean, obviously it was inspired by what I'd seen of a sword dream. But, you know, good luck to them. Um, uh, but I think I slightly prefer a uh, something I saw called the Roll Punk Manifesto. Now that's R-O-L. And uh, with its expletive-ridden manifesto that was uh, basically do what you like, you know, you do yours, and I'll do mine, and uh, stop telling me what to do. It, well, it was kind of almost anti-community in its sentiment. <laughs> hey, that's punk for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great to hear from you, and uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the show. The show? I noticed I said that earlier. The show. Mm, that slipped in. Without me even realising it. The the podcast. And uh, yeah, I was listening to how you were intending to run Blades in the Dark. And uh, yeah, that sounded interesting. Um, but I don't know if you heard Frothsoft's Thought Eater podcast. Where he was describing a YouTube actual play that... Oh, what was it called? Colock... 1991 uh, was uh, K-O-L-O-K and the GM kind of describes everything the characters do in uh, in like the third person um, uh, but kind of contextualising it and uh, yeah just really really effective and a little bit more on that uh Sword Dream, you know, whole community thing. 
you want to find a comfortable supportive environment I totally get that and if you're not finding that where you are then you have to look somewhere else but I wonder whether it's a kind of seeking comfort now don't be, get me wrong there's always moments where we need that but it's something that I led my life by and it became a negative influence that whole um, I'd sort of describe it as choosing a path of least resistance um, but essentially that's just me taking Buddhism or is it no it's Taoism I think and maybe it's Buddhism but kind of using that as an excuse not to challenge myself and uh, again seeking to find that in a community as valuable as communities are and as much as we do need support from others um, a lot of the times when we see problems out there that solution is within us but hey I'm getting all uh, I'll start lighting some joysticks in a minute Yeah, I was thinking back to uh, yeah what I said about community and I realised I didn't really stress just how fantastic this whole, you know, being part of the Anchorites or at least, you know, feeling part of the Anchorites. I'm not aware of there any, any gatekeepers out there who uh, might want to inform me otherwise. But uh, no, I know that's not the case. But, uh, yeah, it's just really engaging. It, I find it's really kind of revitalised me and uh, just loving it. Top five movies. I love movies. Well, there's probably about 20 or so movies I could put in rotation it's very difficult to narrow it down but from for now uh, there's certainly there's at least two movies which I'll start with that will always feature in my top 5 and the first one is Terry Gilliam's Brazil now i'm aware that this is um it's a flawed movie it's an extremely quirky movie anybody i mean and i know People have issues with with Gilliam's work, but if someone could have got my psyche as a teen and projected it, this movie sums it up. My fears, my hang-ups are all there. It's a dystopian, satirical look at the political climate of the 80s in, in Britain. And having said that, it's probably even more relevant today. But yeah, it's it's one of those films that I feel like it was made for me because it just encapsulates so many things that were issues for me growing up. You know, fears about the future and stuff. Number two, I say number two, um, these are in no particular order. But as I say, these first two will be, probably always be in that top five. 
eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Uh, for me, it just encapsulates everything about relationships. And it's, it's one of those films that could so easily disappear up its own fundament. But it's handled perfectly and it's beautifully directed. It's just beautiful. So, what next? Uh, Chinatown. Quintessential film noir. Nicholson is rarely better than he is here. The ending is still shocking, no matter how many times I watch it. Great story, beautifully told. Yeah, I think this really is a masterpiece. Probably would recommend it to anyone. Um, Now... Coen Brothers movie there's a few I could put here but I'm going to plump for the Big Lebowski just because well it's just it's eminently quotable it's one of those films that I had really mixed feelings about when I first saw it I knew I liked it but it's something that improves with every watch and what better kind of movie than that to take to a desert island lastly Another dystopian movie, Children of Men. Wow, what to say about this? It's uh, set in Britain under a totalitarian government. There's uh, the the protagonist is kind of ignoring that the the world is crumbling around him. The world's rife with xenophobia and class division. Something has caused the human race to become infertile and nobody's been born for 18 years and uh, it kind of on the surface it's it seems like a pretty straightforward action thriller and the guy discovers this underground network who are aware of this secret and this secret without giving anything away has to be smuggled out of the country and it falls on him to do it. He's kind of a reluctant hero. Um, and uh, But it's just the way this thing is directed. I mean, there's just so much symbolism going on in the within the film. Just kind of extended shots and lingering moments. And just, there's just so much. To, the more you look, the more you uncover it's not just visually stunning but it's got a great soundtrack which is also you know carries a lot of meaning it's a great movie watch it oh Liren if you're uh, listening hot fuzz how good is that movie I mean you can tell that that script has been rewritten and rewritten and refined until almost every single line is a joke and the whole thing's put together like a Swiss watch and it's just Marvellous. Um, I don't know if it ever got aired in the States, but before making Shaun of the Dead, Simon and Nick used to be in a a comedy series that was also directed by Edgar Wright called Spaced. I think there's only about 12 episodes of it, as you know, as it is with great British comedy. But yeah, just about a bunch of people in the sort of late 20s, early 30s who you know still think they're teens you know really got that kind of uh peter pan complex going on that i'm so familiar with but i mean the way it's directed is 
fantastic. It's hilarious. It's a real touchstone for me. I don't know how well it's dated because I can't look at it objectively because, I, you know, uh, I was there when it happened and I've watched it many times since. But, um, yeah, just a great series full of um, geeky references as well. So that's quite enough from me. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the messages. And uh, if you do want to ask me any questions, like uh, when are you going to bloody play something, click the link in the description. Send me a message. Be great to hear from you. Take care. Oi, Spencer. What's all this about Black Ack and me skipping it? Oi, I bought that box set. I even did an unboxing of that box set, which I have to say was at least as good as your unboxing of the box set. So, you know, enough of it. I admit that my problem is with games like Black Hack is I get all wibbly and an odd feeling about it because I don't really know whether it's for me. I just don't know. But I love the box set. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. And then a way it's so well put together, in my humble opinion. So, we know. Leave it out with the, you know, backstabbing comments, will you? <laughs> Cheers, mate.